there if you are tuning into this podcast it means one of two things either you have no clue about managing your finances or you want to take them to the next level either way we've got you covered financially ever after is for the modern day indian professional who is ready to take control of their financial journey so let's start building your financial future one episode at a time welcome to financially ever after Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Financially Ever After. Uh tonight's topic is money and marriage. So we're talking about how to build a more stronger financial relationship with your partner. Um I'm Medha and uh, I'm being joined by Ankit. Uh we are the founders of Wealth Up and uh, you know we basically have dedicated our lives to helping people make smarter financial decisions. Um so tonight we're talking about relationships. Um Ankit Uh, let's start by asking the very fundamental question uh, why did you choose this topic and why do you think it's so important for uh, couples to talk about finances hi meeta hey guys um see generally speaking money is important for everyone and uh, when we are talking about uh, you know relationship with money and you know when people are getting together um money can have a lot of impact you know it can impact a lot of your uh decisions and uh, how you deal with things it can co- also cause a number of friction and given that you know the, the wedding season is just around the corner we thought it is a good time to uh bring this topic up so that people can um you know um understand how to approach this with their partners and um, have a good conversation with them so ankit um how did you meet your wife well i i mean it was an arranged marriage i found her on one of the uh, matrimony portals okay and uh, did you how did you bring up finances with her like did you bring it up or did she bring it up well again it was not a very uh, comfortable topic to you know uh, discuss uh, to start with you know generally to bring it up so and there are you know uh, sort of signs that you can observe uh, when it comes to money so uh, i so so i live in bangalore and she also used to uh, live in bangalore uh, so we were able to meet um, you know face to face or in person a uh, number of times and uh, just observing he uh, what are the generally the money habits like when we are uh, meeting uh, what kind of places we are going to and how comfortable both of us are uh, when we are uh, you know wherever we are going uh, the expenses that are there um, how is it being picked by you know the two of us so uh, like uh, in my case it was ki we were comfortable uh, both of us were you know uh, comfortable going to uh, like for like going out for uh, eating out uh, very comfortable going to you know fancy places as well as eating at thela hmm. uh, when it comes to right. you know making the payment it was yeah. like ki you know uh, sort of you know, kind of sort of you know alternating ki okay i pay here you pay there kind of thing and it's not that we have to stay we have to say okay you are paying here you have to pay it was just mm. happening okay so we were just picking up you know checks uh, here and there mm. but did any ha please go ahead so that uh, you know sort of gave gave an uh, you know just an uh, initial understanding of how uh, the approach is and uh, how they look at uh, the money and spending yeah you were saying something ha i was just asking but did you outwardly discuss finances like in a very direct manner you know like okay how much do you make or you know something like that 
um, so sort of yeah, we did get there uh, eventually, uh, not initially because uh, again it was not a very easy conversation. Um, so okay, so when we uh, sort of met uh, online, so anyways in the profile, broadly speaking, the income ranges are mentioned, so it gives you some idea. And uh, when it comes to the discussion that we had, it was uh, actually more from the perspective of expenses, less from the perspective of uh, income. So, um, of course, since we were both of us were in Bangalore, it was like, okay, so when we'll be taking a place, uh, we both of us had an understanding of how, uh, you know, the cost of living is in Bangalore. Like, okay, so when we start living together, how is it that our expenses, you know, would look like? Um, and obviously, generally speaking, uh, the, the total expenses after getting married is going to be more than the sum of the individuals. Right. Because initially, you know, generally before uh, getting married, you are most of the people, you know, maintain sort of a more basic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Ki, uh, the kind of furniture you have, the kind of apartment you are living in, the kind of food you are having, the kind of interior you have, and you know whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, post that, once you get married, uh, you generally prefer that you can live more comfortably. Yeah. So, of course, the expenses go up. And the way it uh, happened for us is that ki we had, we, you know, came up with broad estimates see how much it would uh, cost us uh, uh, on a monthly basis and uh, then it was like okay so how much is it that we will be comfortable contributing uh, towards that so suppose we are having uh, the total expenses 100 rupees per month um, all in everything included uh, so how much uh, will i be comfortable paying how much she will be comfortable paying um, i was making more than her and we sort of agreed that uh, she'd pay 30 percent and uh, i'll pay roughly 70 Okay. And uh, what were the first few big ticket items that you purchased together? And you know, how was that conversation? Um, so, uh, big ticket uh, items for us was initially, of course, as newly married, like when we are moving to a new uh, place, uh, buying essentially everything for the house, all the furniture, all the appliances, um, interior, electronics, everything uh, we had to buy. Um, so, uh, those are the big ticket items uh, we had. Uh, to make uh, for others actually uh, you know honeymoon you know, you know the, uh, the travel for mm-hmm. the honeymoon is also a big ticket item yeah. for us and for, uh, actually unfortunately that didn't happen because we got married oh. just before covid oh. and we couldn't go for uh, honeymoon <laughs> so that didn't happen for us but uh, yeah so this was that and then uh, in terms of the conversation it's like you, uh, for the two of us it's like generally uh, we are quite aligned in terms of our interest interest mm-hmm. as in you know our likes and dislikes what mm-hmm. is it that we like and um, broadly, we like the same things, mm. and when we were uh, doing, uh, you know, buying things, uh, generally speaking, it's like he, so on in terms of the house, we were going to rent it, and again, both of us are on the same page that we don't want to buy a house. Mm. This is also something that you know we uh, suggest a lot of our uh, clients, particularly you know the younger clients, that it's better not to buy a house early on because it kind of holds you down. Mm. Uh, so you know, if you are have already bought a house, you will be sort of attached to it, and if better opportunities come in you know, different cities, different countries, you know, mm. there may be some hesitation in moving. Mm. Uh, and of course, the financial impact it may have. I mean, it, 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 so buying a house is not a, not a financial decision. Uh, mm. So... Um, no, what do you so, mean by buying a house is not a financial decision? It is a financial decision. I mean, what I mean is that you, of course, it's a financial decision. But I'm thinking, financially speaking, it's not a very good decision to, you know, uh, go for it. Because it's not going to uh, generate a lot of return for you. Okay, and it's better, so roughly speaking, the yields and all, you know, the rental yield and all such, that is better to rent an apartment. 
and you have the flexibility and whatnot. So we were anyways, uh, me and my wife, we are on the same page that we don't want to buy a house anytime uh, soon. So if you're buying a rented apartment, it's better not to buy very fancy stuff because uh, there will be wear and tear and stuff. But of course, not very cheap one either. But something that is functional, that looks good and you know does the purpose. Mm. So uh, in terms of the price point, we were broadly on the same uh, same range. Uh, of course, when you're thinking of buying something and you know buying so many things, there will be disagreements. Mm. There were few, but uh, nothing major. Okay. So now more on the practical side of things, right? So uh, were there any administrative or paperwork stuff that, you know, people should do or be careful about uh, when they're, you know, uh, planning on either starting a life together or if they're already in a relationship that they should think about? See, uh, particularly after marriage, there are some paperwork items that, you know, that you'll have to take care of. Like uh, if uh, the girl is changing her name, uh, ensuring that you know, that new name is reflected in all the documents, like bank account, your Aadhaar, PAN, whatnot. Um, apart from that, uh, address change. Like, so what I do is ki I have a permanent house, you know, my, uh, where my parents live, my hometown. So all my addresses in the bank accounts and all are given there because... Uh, in Bangalore, time to time, I, I move houses and I don't mm. want to keep updating my address every time uh, mm. when I'm doing it for, you know, in every place. So all the all the credit card, checkbook, everything just goes to my parents' place and from there, you know, they can just uh, send it over to me. Mm. Uh, and after, after getting married, you know, I also got uh, the address of my wife updated to the same uh, permanent address. Mm. That is, you know, address is something that you need to look at. Mm. Uh, apart from that... Uh, ensuring that you know uh, you have added the nominee your partner is the nominee to your bank accounts mm. um, very importantly both of you are working ensuring that you are adding each other in your company's health insurance policy that you're getting mm. it's very important and uh, yeah if you have life insurance just uh, adding them in, uh, you know as the beneficiary as the nominee mm. to your life insurance policy mm. so these are the few of the things that you know that you should be uh, taking care of okay. and passport is another thing that if you are I mean, one option is like, so you should be ID, you should add your uh, the name of your partner in your passport. Hmm. Uh, now, just to add it, I mean, many a times, you know, you don't go for a new passport just to add the name of your uh, partner. Hmm. But if you are getting a new one, definitely uh, don't forget to add your partner's name there. Right. And uh, marriage certificate and stuff as well, right? Like. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, just to, because it, the marriage certificate is becoming increasingly uh, important. So hmm. after you get married, um, within certain time frame, uh, it's within one month or so, it's better to get it. I mean, I, for me, it got a little delay, so there was some penalty that I had to pay, but uh, it's better to get it sooner than later. Mm. Was it because of COVID that it got delayed? Uh, actually, I did not pay too much attention to it. I was like, okay, I'll get it done. Mm. And uh, so... Okay. So now, uh, you know, you did talk about this a little bit, but how do you track your joint expenses on a day-to-day basis? See, a lot of people have this problem anyway, that they don't know where their money is going and they find it very difficult to keep a track of, you know, their expenses. I think things become even more complicated when you have a partner because now you have to, you know, have your individual expenses and your joint expenses. So any tips on, you know, how that can be done easily? Sure. So, so first of all, I know it's better to first of all think about okay, how you do it individually. One approach uh, to managing your expenses is he actually tracking all the expenses that you're doing category wise and stuff. And of course, there's so many apps that you can use, uh, but that is kind of boring. Yeah, nobody right? likes uh, to look at their expenses. I know I'm guilty of this as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the other approach uh, that I find uh, to be easier and effective 
is instead of trying to you know minimize or keep uh, your expenses under a certain number it's better to ensure ki bhai the savings that you had to do is getting is happening so what i did was like as soon as i got my salary i used to transfer a fixed amount to another bank account so that i can't see it and from there it used to get invested okay sorry can you just explain that a little slowly sorry you're talking really fast so didn't catch okay. that so if you can sure, explain sure. that so, sure so say uh, my uh, my share of expenses is uh, say 1 lakh rupees per month mm-hmm. okay and uh, say i'm making 1 and 1/2 lakhs 2 lakhs uh, per month mm-hmm. uh, for net of uh, taxes and stuff the amount that i'm getting in my account mm-hmm. uh, so 1 lakh is anyways the expenses that are supposed to go mm-hmm. uh, from say the 50000 additional that i'm getting i'll transfer say 40000 to another account mm-hmm. okay which will get invested Hmm. I'm just leaving this ten thousand as buffer because time to time there will be certain variation in my expenses. Hmm. Okay, so that even when that happens, I won't be dipping into my savings. Hmm. Okay, and so as so soon after I getting the uh, salary, I've already transferred the forty thousand. Hmm. Now the the remaining one point one lakh that I'm left with, hmm. I have to deal with. You know, I have to make my expenses from that there only. And of course, within the category every month, things will change from hmm. one month to another. Hmm. But as long as I'm keeping my expenses under that. I should be fine. That's actually interesting because then it doesn't matter where you're spending. It's kind of like you know when you're a child and you're given pocket money and your parents say कि भाई ये you you've been given this hundred rupees and you can do whatever you want with it. So you're doing the same thing where you're saying कि I'm leaving this one lakh in my account, one point one lakh, and then I can you know just spend it and it's okay. I don't have to think about where it's going. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So as long as as long as as long as I'm not touching the savings, so just with one point one, I do whatever I want. Right, and I'm guessing, of course, like of course, we talk about this all the time. That forty thousand that you're saving is going into an investment strategy. Yes, yes, it is going towards the investments. It's not that I'm leaving it in my the other the bank account. Right. So. So this um, is on the individual side. Huh. Now, when you're doing when you're thinking of doing it on the you know the. Uh, uh, jointly, it's uh, what I uh, do. Also, what you know, what I was uh, doing is that um, so seventy thirty that we talked about. So thirty uh, percent of the expenses were roughly the rent for us. Hmm. So my wife was paying for the rent. Hmm. Okay, so her share of the expenses are straight away, uh, you know, uh, paid for. Hmm. And uh, for the remaining expenses that were there during the month, I was making those expenses. I mean, mostly. Hmm. I mean, of course, there were. times when you know she was also making payment in cases but the share and there a uh, um, small payment here and there doesn't make too much of a difference hmm. but uh, broadly speaking you know, i was making most of the money so basically so the like, way that the, the way that you did divided expenses was you you basically said okay these are the things that i will pay for these are the things that you will pay for so then you don't true. have to track within those categories and of course that's a little true. bit overlap is fine yeah Okay, so talking about investments, right? How do you approach an investment strategies when you have shared goals? So, like, of course, if I want to buy something, that is my investment strategy that I need to, you know, that that is my financial goal. But uh, you know, when you have a when you have joint or shared financial goals, so how do you approach that? So, uh, first of all, identifying what the goal is and how the investment strategy for that goal. Is. Suppose I, I mean, we identified okay, this is what we want to do, and say I want to. So jointly, it's like we have to uh, put in say fifty uh, thousand per month for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then this fifty thousand, how is it being divided between the two, between me and my wife? Mm. Okay, suppose we have said okay, okay, so thirty thousand, I'm paying thirty thousand, she's paying forty, uh, uh, she's paying twenty thousand. Mm. So after we have agreed upon it, okay, it's like okay, uh, one option is you create a joint account. 
joint bank account, joint uh, investment account from which you are making this investment. Hmm. And uh, uh, from there, it's like the you know the uh, payment can go. Hmm. You both of you contribute the you know your share to hmm. the bank account, and from the investment from that investment can be made. Hmm. Again, I personally didn't do that because I was just being uh, I was just too lazy to have another bank account and you know hmm. having all the right. uh, processes in place. So what I did was ki, um I used to transfer so whatever you know goal we identified. I used to transfer that amount of money from my account to my wife's account. Hmm. Uh, uh, you know, from tax purpose that was better because uh, since I was making more money, so uh, the taxes would have been higher for the profit that I generate hmm. that we generate. Hmm. <clears throat> so. Um, we transferred the money to I transferred the money to my wife's account and uh, the thirty thousand odd amount. Uh, and from there, she added twenty thousand and the fifty thousand used to get invested in the uh, towards the goal that we have identified jointly. Okay. So, uh, I mean, is this how you do things even now, or has there been any change uh, to the strategy? Uh, well. Uh, as a founder, things have changed because I'm not getting a salary as such. Mm. But uh, otherwise, this is you know how I would uh, like to do. Well, like say today, um, uh, I have a daughter. Mm. Okay, she's one year old, uh, and uh, we have created a bank account for her. And uh, due to again paperwork, we have not been able to get her pan. That's why we have not been able to open her investment account. So what we do is that whatever money she has received from anywhere, uh, we keep it in her bank account. And when there is a good opportunity to you know make investment. Uh, that amount, you know, I transfer it from my daughter's account to my uh, wife's account, and from there, uh, we are in fact with this. This is the specific fund we are investing in for her. So that fund is for her. We invest in uh, that fund. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, all right. So I think uh, you know that is interesting in terms of some practical tips. Uh, there's another term that I have heard of. It's called uh, HUFs. So, can you tell us what they are and, you know, like, um, who is it for? Sure. So, HUF stands for Hindu Undivided Family. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, what uh, it means is that you are creating another legal entity mm-hmm. wherein a Hindu family uh, uh, can, you know, create it and then you can keep, start transferring some of the assets. There are ways, there are paperwork that has to be completed. Mm-hmm. But after that, you can transfer some of the uh, assets to uh, the uh, HUF. Okay. Now, HUF becomes the owner of it and say, me, my my, my wife and my daughter uh, are a part of it. Uh, and uh, it'll be easier for me to transfer the funds, the uh, wealth uh, to, the ne- to the next generation hmm. using the HUF route. And uh, also that because HUF is a separate legal entity, hmm. what that means is it will have its own plan. It will have its own income tax deductions and tax filing everything. Okay. So there is some amount of paperwork that is involved, hmm. uh, and of course some cost associated with it. So when you have a decent amount of money that you are looking to get okay, now, I need to transfer it and stuff to hmm. my next generation. Hmm. Uh, that is when you know it's uh, best to create that. So basically, I guess all like celebrities or really rich people probably that's how they pass generational wealth um, to their next generation. So is this only for uh, people who are Hindus or like because it has it's Hindu? Only for Hindus. It's only for Hindus, yes. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we there have... There's been some speculation, some discussion going on wherein uh, it will be, uh, you know, um, that other people from other region can also do that. Mm. I'm not sure if it is uh, the reservation has been passed. Okay. So we have someone who would like to ask a question. Do you want to um, give them rights to speak? Uh, Prakirti wants to ask a question. 
um, sure. Uh, I'll just uh, bring him board. Yeah. So, Prakriti, if you want to introduce yourself and then, you know, ask your question. Sure. Hi. Uh, so, of course, I'm Prakriti and I have uh, uh, been working in the la for the last six, seven years in various startups as such. Uh, so, majorly, my work experience has been only in this startup uh, environment. Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to the financial uh, management or, say, wealth management as such, uh, when it comes to the compensation and benefits that come with a startup environment, they're very different from yeah. how a corporate company functions or an MNC functions and what kind of financial support the employees of those companies get. So I think what I, I do have a two question, two part question, basically one is that so we, uh, me and my wife, we're expecting a baby in the next one, one and a half month. And uh, we oh, want to make sure that we are, uh, you know, in the right place and get started in the right way for the baby's financial security in the future. And second is that, uh, so we have come from very different, uh, uh, what do you say, relationship with finances personally before we got married. So now that we are married, we still face a little bit of friction with respect to understanding where we have to, uh, you know, say budget properly or how do we classify our needs from wants and how do we plan it in a secure way that it doesn't keep changing on a month to month basis, but actually has say one set of steps that you can follow on a month-to-month -month basis at least to start with so that eventually we get to a point where it becomes a part of the process that is very easy to follow rather than something that you have to break your heads about every every month at the beginning of the month right okay Ankit, sure. that is all you so sure, sure. um hi prakriti um thanks for the question um for the first question uh prakriti um, as far as the first of all, congratulations. Uh, you know, uh, thank you, thank you so much for the baby. Um, uh, see, uh, when it comes to the baby, uh, of course, first of all, you need to plan in uh, like you know, roughly one and a half months or so um, the, the expenses that are uh, associated with the delivery itself. Okay, uh, be aware uh, what is covered from your uh, company the health insurance that you or your wife uh, are uh, getting from your uh, company that should cover some or maybe all of the hospital expenses explore that option because that is not a small amount okay uh, next in terms of the uh, you know planning for uh, the baby uh, one approach that i am taking is ki whenever you know uh, we go anywhere uh, you know this atika that uh, we can get and um, so uh, the cash gift that uh, you know uh, she receives all of that payment goes towards goes in her bank account and we invest all of it because as far as all her expenses all her needs are concerned anyways we are paying for it so as far as that is how that is how many we can invest it now of course uh, and we are investing it uh, for, on her behalf for the very long term uh, from the perspective you know that it will uh, go towards her uh, higher education so we have something like uh, 15 odd years uh, so we are building a building an aggressive portfolio for her from the very beginning we have you know built certain infrastructure around it you know uh, we got her uh, Aadhaar card when she was I think uh, two months or so um, and after that you know we have opened her bank account so that her money is also separate uh, it's in the bank account um, and from there you know we have we have been investing in stuff as far as the financial planning is concerned key uh, in the future you know what will be needed uh, that is little different uh, planning you know key in addition to what this is the amount that you are putting aside you know if you are if you want to put aside some amount for her education and stuff how you plan for it 
that is a separate discussion that I can't have on this particular call, but uh, happy to you know connect uh, separately uh, on that one. Uh, I hope the first part is uh, answered correctly. Yeah, I think to a majority, yes, it is. Uh, so, would would there be any other say uh, paperwork or any any resources that you think I could refer to that would uh, maybe give a little bit more clarity in terms of what we can expect with respect to the baby? Um, see, uh, documents I can't propose, uh, mm-hmm. but there is actually another startup that we have uh, come across. It's uh, the name of the company is uh, Baby Steps. It's a very early stage startup. They have just, I think, started, uh, and they are, you know, uh, creating a lot of uh, guides for uh, you know uh, very young uh, parents, the people who are just, you know, uh, uh, become recent parents. Uh, you can maybe uh, check them out. I don't know what all content is there, but uh, mm-hmm. I know the founder. And he is putting in a lot of effort there. So that should be a good uh, resource for a number of sites, not a number of fronts, not just for the paperwork and finances. Got it. So do check that out. And uh, do get the birth certificate done as early as possible. Got it. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. Uh, Do get that done because it's uh, very important because uh, otherwise there can be complications. Not just penalty, but other complications can also be there. So take care of that. Uh, Aadhaar card, bank account and all is something that can still happen. But... uh, um, this is very important. So get that done. So okay. um, we had done uh, like last week. Actually, Ankit was talking about the importance of birth certificate. Now, so maybe you can repeat that part, Ankit. And uh, also, Prakriti, maybe you can connect with Ankit and me because Ankit did a post about this topic a little while back uh, about you know documents and stuff for your child's investment, etc. So uh, you can definitely scroll and find it. But if you connect with us and drop me a message, I will help you. You know, um, get like I'll find that uh, post and share it with you. Okay, sounds good. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay, so that was on the first question. Uh, on the second one, Prakriti, I have a question before I um, give a response to that. Sure. Uh, how easy or difficult is it for you and your wife to talk about money? So I mean, at at sometimes it's it's pretty easy, but majority of the time, if I have to uh, label it, it is quite difficult because our perspective towards uh, managing money is a little different. In a sense, both of course uh, focus on savings, but the friction comes in where we talk about. Uh, say particular type of savings or what would be beneficial in the long run or what would help us in uh, tax saving uh, format or let's say expenses as well what we would define as needs and wants sometimes uh, can get blurry so majority of the time I think it is it's a little difficult conversation to have but when essential of course I mean we do have to talk about it at some time. Okay, so uh, see, as far as uh, what is good for short term, the savings aspect, what is good for short term, long term tax saving and stuff, I would suggest it's best you talk to an expert. Okay, as far as, you know, tax saving investments and stuff is concerned, it will be much better that you talk to an expert because you have one of these earlier mentioned that you don't come from uh, a finance background. So it's much better that, uh, you know, an expert does uh, that planning. As far as the expenses side is concerned, uh, need and uh, want, uh, you need to find a time when both of you are pretty cool, okay? You can just talk calmly, okay? And think about it, because see, because you two are, you mentioned you two come from a very different mindset when it comes to uh, money. Uh, It is important that, uh, okay, so generally speaking, uh, there'll be sort of 10 items which you have and 10 items that she has, something like, few items will be there that you are sort of indifferent about. 
few items, let's say three items you are indifferent about. There are three, four items which you, which are, which are like very particular, you know, that you really want those things. Okay. And three are something that you can kind of negotiate on, right? Similar will be the case for her. The non-negotiable items for you and for her are non-negotiable. So to the extent those are not overlapping, it's best if, if it is overlapping, you'll have to see how you can find a middle ground. Okay. I'm talking about, you know, in terms of the needs versus expense, uh, needs versus uh, wants. Few needs are very obvious, you know, he, everyone has few needs, as rent, clothing, uh, uh, grocery, uh, house health, things like that. Those are, you know, obviously uh, needs for everyone. The bloody area will happen where you what are wants. When that happens, you know, just try to understand and then you, you will, you will go into the conversation, you have to go with an open mind and both of you. Uh, going with an open mind so that you can see how is it again trying to understand the other person's other person's perspective okay and uh, again if it is something that uh, you know you can try uh, doing that if it is not working uh, see if you like if, if you can talk to a friend who can give you an objective uh, objective view about it okay unbiased view okay Okay, got it. So I think, uh, what, okay, got it. So basically, one of the things that you definitely suggest is to speak with a, a financial or wealth manager who could probably give us a little bit clearer idea in terms of how to manage finances as well, uh, uh, put uh, as a joint uh, management, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Got so it. Yeah. Thank one, you. one thing that I want to just add uh, here, you know, that I've seen with a few of our clients as well, uh, it helps to have a shared goal. So the thing is that, you know, a lot of the times you're even willing to make adjustments to, you know, what you think are needs uh, or wants when there's something that you're, you're both collectively trying to achieve, right? So whether it's a vacation that you're planning together or, you know, it's a home purchase or anything like that. Uh, when you have a financial goal that you're both trying to achieve, it's easier to say that, you know what, let's not do this because we're working towards something together. So if you can kind of dream together, if you can be aspirational together, it helps, you know, to push each other and be like, hey, you know, let's kind of do this because we're actually trying to achieve something bigger. Okay, got it. Sounds good. Okay. I think that's something we should definitely try. Yeah. Yeah, and it's more fun, right? To talk about like fun things that you yeah. want to do and things. It's a nicer conversation to have. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. So, Prakriti, I hope uh, your question uh, was answered, both of them. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Perfect. So um, that kind of actually brings us to the end of this. Ankit, if you want to quickly summarize and... Uh, uh, what we also do every week is that after we talk about the topic of the week, we give you a quick summary of what happened in the world of finance uh, over the last week. So, Ankit, if you want to quickly wrap up this conversation and then just, you know, segue into uh, summary or, you know, top news items from this last week. Sure. So, uh, very quickly, summarizing the discussion, money discussion with your partner is extremely important because that can impact a number of other fronts. Uh, the way you talk about compatibility on you know various other topics uh, you know travel and other preferences similarly money discussion is important understand what the, if there are differences what the differences are and try to um, see how you can work with it if needed you can definitely talk to an expert okay um, there are uh, various ways we uh, talked about okay how is it that you can just take approaches and uh, there are various ways you know, how you're managing your expenses your uh, investments together um, there are ways uh, but you need to see key of the two three options that are available what works best for you 
because every couple, every individual is different. Okay. Um, anything else, Meera, on this one? Yes. Keep your documents updated. Keep make, your documents updated, yes. absolutely. Make yes. sure you are added to each other's insurance policies. That's very important. Uh, and make sure that you know about each other's insurance policy. Like for me, I my husband told me that, you know, I have a term life insurance, you're a nominee, how much it is for, where it is, all of that. Because, you know, if something were to happen to him, I need to have this information. So do share that kind of information with each other as well. That's extremely important. And uh, thank you so much for joining everyone. Um, I hope you found this uh, useful. The... Uh, the uh, recording of this podcast will be uh, made available. Medha is going to share uh, that with you all. And uh, uh, yeah, for uh, questions, uh, we will be available in our um, uh, community. So if there are any questions, we'll be happy to take that. Thank you, everyone. Lovely talking to all of you. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye.